bloody Maria, said Terry. She took a savage bite of her apple and frowned at a bunch of high-spirited students gliding past in a punt. Eliza was about to ask what her sister had done now when the punter, a tall, rangy young man with a mop of chocolate-coloured curls, spotted them picnicking under a willow tree and yelled, Hey, Eliza Rose, shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Thou art more lovely and... He waved to attract her attention, lost his grip on the pole and fell over the side with a splash. As the squealing girls hauled him back in, Eliza doubled over with laughter. She spluttered. That was so on purpose. He's such a drama queen. Rough winds do shake the darling buds of May, the young man finished. He shook his head like a dog, fished out his pole, stood back up, and gave an elaborate bow. Who the fuck was that? asked Terry as the punt drifted away down the chairwell. Will Bardington. He's in my English tutorial group. I love him. Sorry, what were you saying about Bloody Maria? Terry regarded Eliza for a moment. Part of me just wants to leave you in peace to enjoy your cliched Oxford experience, even though it's a load of balls and punts. But the other part thinks I should keep you up to speed with what your psycho sister's up to. After all, you're going to have to come and restore sanity at some point. <sighs> What's she done now? More on the tedious theme of cleaning up Rose publications, especially the women's mags. Hooray's hot bod of the month is no more. Shame, it was an institution. And this week she took issue with a celebrity cellulite secrets piece, labelled it body shaming, but it's just an excuse to ban exposed flesh. But that stuff's totally par for the course, said Eliza. That's precisely why she's pissed off. She's on a mission to change British magazine culture. It seems Rose will be spearheading the charge out of the cesspit of paparazzi crap. The Telegraph's calling her the clean-up queen. Maybe she should have stuck with human resources, said Eliza. Before their father, Harry Rose's forced early retirement, Maria had headed up Rose Corp's at People. Now she was acting CEO. Yup, should never have been allowed near editorial policy. Gotta say, I miss your dad. He wasn't a fan of sleaze, but he let the teams draw their own lines. Was very much hands-off. Apart from with your mum, of course. More hands-on with her. Eliza looked sideways at Terry, but she was gazing steadily ahead, her eyes hidden behind enormous sunglasses. She and Eliza's mother, Anna, had been great friends, and Eliza knew Terry's continuing mentorship was mostly to do with honouring Anna's memory. Terry and Eliza also knew more than anyone else about the true facts surrounding Anna's death. More, that is, apart from Harry Rose and the Russian billionaire, Andrei Sokolov. Eliza leaned back, supporting herself on her elbows. The May sun shone through the willow fronds, throwing dancing spots of dappled light onto the tartan blanket. In front of them, mayflies dipped into the water, creating tiny ripples and rings. Swallows swooped low, snapping up insects, and dragonflies zipped about and hovered. From some distant ice cream van, the tinkle of green sleeves blew across on the breeze. Dad still won't talk about Mum, said Eliza, popping a grape into her mouth. He always changes the subject when I ask about her. He'll get there, said Terry. But back to Maria. A word in her ear might help before she does too much damage. 
Remind her she's meant to be running the big picture stuff past you, as per the arrangement with Harry. Not sure she'd take a blind bit of notice, to be honest. Give it a try, otherwise I'll have to speak to the board about reining her in. Mia's considering resigning. Oh no, said Eliza. Hooray's editor had been with Rose for decades. She still hasn't got over Harry's departure, said Terry. Any more of this and she'll spit the dummy and leave. And you can be sure Maria would recruit a replacement who'd back her clean-up campaign. If we're not careful, we'll end up with a bunch of 1950s good housekeeping clones. As Eliza enjoyed the bucolic scene, she couldn't work up any enthusiasm for being back in London, even if only for a short while. Late spring in Oxford was so seductive. The ancient, venerable feel of it all. The mellow stone colleges, the dreaming spires, the water meadows, the spirits of all those great minds passing on the academic torch.